Hi, everyone. It's Megan. And Maggie. And welcome to today's episode of Shows Over Bros. Every episode, we sit down to dive into, dissect, and debate absolutely everything we love about our favorite television shows, starting with our all-time favorite and most formative genre, early Early 2000s 2000s teen dramas. Okay, so today's episode is super, super special and really fun, and I can't, we can't wait yeah, to share Yeah, we've been you. waiting a long time. Um, we've been mulling over this episode for a while, what exactly we're going to include. We've and been how. brainstorming for so mm-hmm. long. So today's episode is Music Moments. Um, music is a really, really important part of most of these shows, maybe not all of them, um, but these shows use music in a way um teen dramas use music in a way that i just i don't think any other genre well previously at least had done so um i think it has to do with it being i don't know a little bit teen dramas teenager years are also like i just feel like when kids get really into music for the first time yeah and these shows like capitalized on that and help feed into that um I feel like the only time I knew good music in my life was like when I was watching these shows and similar shows. Um, Yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of these shows, then you know one of their signature traits is their soundtracks. mm -hmm. Like they were known for having incredible music and also for launching the careers of some of today's quite notable bands. Yeah. And we have to give credit where credit is due to the role that these shows played as big drivers of what became popular Mm -hmm. in the music industry and also how it allowed certain bands that would probably not have become as popular to gain the recognition that they deserved because their music was being portrayed on these shows that were very popular. And the music supervisors that worked on these shows really knew how to pick the right song for their audience. And it's not to say that like, I mean, some of these artists, some of these songs we're going to talk about like are just great, great freaking songs and musicians and they might have become popular otherwise but we'll never know um these shows definitely played a role though in making them popular in the way that they were at the moment they were uh with the fans that they were and as we all know from anyone that watches a lot of tv or film or just yeah digital stories in general general music plays such a big role in determining the emotional response that you Mm -hmm. as a viewer is going to have to any specific moment and the right or wrong song can kind of make or break the emotional response that you as the viewer is going to have in a specific scene and you put the right song in there and your entire scene just like the emotional impact is just elevated to an insane degree Mm -hmm. and it honestly kind of I don't know if you ever think about this but I sometimes wonder like do the actors like they're not hearing the song in the background. Right, like right. I almost feel like sometimes like when you watch a show, like you feel as if the actors are emoting in a way that they would be feeling if like they had a soundtrack playing right. to their life or to their moment and they don't. And sometimes I get really amazed too by the way that uh, editors are able to splice and cut a scene to fit a specific song so that things are happening on certain beats, you know, mm-hmm. without the performance have being done to kind of like cater to that song in general. So it's just a really interesting facet of TV and one that we're super excited to talk about yeah. today. 
it can take a scene that maybe would have just been so-so and totally elevate it and and get it to stick in your mind. I feel like the scenes that really stick in my mind um, from these shows, a lot of them are, yeah, are music moments. Um, It instantly makes it memorable. Like it instantly allows you to recall the scene in much more vivid detail. Mm -hmm. Okay. So to kick it off, we are going to do something really fun. We're going to go back to the vibes we had in our first episode when we power ranked Mm -hmm. all of our pilots. But this time we're going to power rank quick, relatively rapid fire, relatively, (laughs) um, the theme songs of these shows. So they had iconic theme songs, songs that are still popular today, songs that we obviously immediately associate this with the shows the minute we hear them. Yeah. It's interesting because actually even, so not all of our shows have a theme song, only six of the eight um, have theme songs. So Vampire Diaries does not. And Gossip Girl, we did not count the XOXO. Uh, Gossip Girl pseudo theme song. Um, we did not count them for these. Sorry. Sorry. Um, but it's interesting because actually a couple of our shows that really don't have as much music do have iconic theme songs. So should we, I like that the fact I feel like there was definitely a trend to turn away mm, from theme songs yeah. and like, I turn think they got towards, too expensive. That's yeah, what I, yeah. Towards like title scores, but mm-hmm. I've been noticing more frequently going back. It's going back yeah. like on streaming. Like I've noticed mm-hmm. more shows on Netflix, Hulu, blah, blah, blah that are starting to release with yeah, songs in their point. title credits. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, all right. So are we ready? Yes. So we're going to start from the bottom. Okay. My number six is We Used to Be Friends by the Dandy Warhols, which is the Veronica Mars theme song. I know. I should say surprising that you bring to Veronica Mars. I know. Mars. It, <laughs> it does. It makes me a little sad because I love Veronica Mars. And I, I do. It's not that I don't like the theme song. Um, I do. Uh, I think that it... I don't know. I think it get, got a little old for me. You also, you have thoughts about the... Yeah, I mean, they change it in... Um, they change it in season three. Like, they have the normal one for seasons one and two. And then they slow it down. It's like yeah. a lo-fi kind of version of it. And I don't like it. Yeah, I didn't hate it as much as you, but it, it doesn't, like... It doesn't hit the same. It, yeah, it doesn't hit the same. I will say, though, there is one episode. It's, like, late in season one... And I forget exactly the plot, but uh, in like the intro of the episode before they play the theme song, um, there's like Veronica gets a new client or something. I don't know. Somehow there's a scene. I think she's talking to Wallace and Wallace is like, do you know this girl? And she's like, yeah, we used to be friends. That was a long time ago. Oh my and god! And then they cut into the uh, they cut into the theme song, and it's like Wait. a little on the nose, but honestly, I loved it. I don't it was remember like perfect. that. That's amazing. Um, I love that. Yeah, so I love that. That is my highlight. There. Okay, well, you know what? To not to not spoiler alert. Okay. I am ranking it the same. So okay, okay. So for number five, five. five. <laughs> <laughs> math is hard. Okay, my answer is the Friday Night Lights theme by WG Snuffy Walden, uh, which is not technically an Explosions in the Sky song, which we totally thought it was. Mm. Um, Apparently it, it a- sounds really like it. or just They did this theme vibe? for the movie. Okay. Um, and this guy did a lot of the stuff for the show, but it's like written in the same style. Okay. Um, big m- misconception that I yeah. totally had. Um, and it's great. Technically it is 
like just instrumental. So yeah. we could have technically included the Vampire Diaries theme score if we were going off of that. But no, because it's it's so significant. It's yeah, like, it's yeah. Like you hear it and you know like, it. Whereas Friday if Nightlights. someone played the Vampire Diaries score, I would be able to know it immediately. But and it's okay. <laughs> I agree. It's also five for me. I do really like it. The only reason I think it's not ranked higher is that I can't sing along with it. Yeah. Very fair. Yeah. Exactly. You can so, bop, but you can't sing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number four. Okay. Number four for me is uh, I Don't Want to Wait by Paula Cole, uh, Dawson's Creek. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. Okay. I'm sorry. I have to preface this to our listeners already. Like there will be a modicum of annoying, <laughs> not very good singing very in this bad, app. at least on my So part, just bear sorry. with us. It's like very impossible to be talking mm-hmm. about these songs and not want to like break into a little bit right. of song. So apologies in advance. But I'm going to do the same. We're on track, babe. Yeah. I right, think it's like four. a really number, good. Yeah, number four. Well, I'll just say, I think it's a really great, like, it very much like captures like the teen drama essence, which I think what I makes know. it a great theme song. What's the song? Do you know off the top of your I head? I don't know. But so originally when Dawson's Creek was on Netflix, though, they like didn't have the rights to the song. Yeah. So they had some other song that was like. Also, like very 90s, but like did not, was it, not iconic so in the I same really way. didn't love it. Yeah. And it kind of drew, drove me a little bit crazy after listening because I was out. binging it. And then I found out it wasn't the original mm. song. And I, my entire opinion of the title credits was changed. Yeah. It's back to normal now. Mm-hmm. But they did. I remember for a while they, they only had the rights to I Don't Want to Wait for the finale. Okay. They bought it just for the gotcha. last two episodes. But I think <laughs> at least on HBO, they have, they have the, the rights to mm-hmm. it now. So... You're going to start the next one, but I just want to yeah. say before you do, these next three, like, honestly, they are all incredible. They're all amazing songs. They're all amazing theme yeah. songs. I think and we're going to... amazing shows. I think we're going to finally diverge, though, on our opinions, so you go. Yeah, but it's it's like, I'm, I have my list, and I'm like, do I even agree with my list? I'm going to stick to it. Stick with your list, but they're all, like, is a very close I want order, race. not chaos, but okay, I'm going to... Oh, some people are going to come after <laughs> me for this one. Okay, I'm going to put... In third place, California by Phantom Planet, the theme song for the OC. California, here we go. <laughs> Again, sorry um, about the singing. Yeah. I, so for me, third place is I Don't Want to Be, Gavin DeGraw, One Tree Hill. Oh, so good. I don't want to be anything other, other than what I've been trying, trying to be lately. Um, I mean, that song was on the radio all the freaking yeah. time once Winter Hill started. Yes. I, long before I ever started watching it. Um, I mean, both of those so- both of those songs are amazing. They're so good. Both of those songs, like, you want to sing along with. Um, okay. Okay. Going to number two. So um, number two for me is California. Yeah. And mine is going to be Where You Lead, I Will Follow by Carol King, the theme song for Gilmore Girls. Where and you lead, I will follow. Honestly, that <laughs> you tell me to. I sing this song all around the I house. I like sing this song. And like, in this life song, contexts all the time. Me too. Like this is like my song. Like I don't know. Anytime I'm going anywhere and someone is ahead of me. I will sing this song. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, like anyone has I, a suggestion of one we want to do. Like, yeah. So this is my number one because I like anytime this comes on, I will sing it. I also think it's just 
freaking iconic it's so that iconic. they got carol king i know like this is the only one where like she was our obviously obviously uh was like well known yeah and famous before she before this was a, singing the theme song at gilmore girls whereas i feel like the other ones like the shows helped like make the songs famous whereas I don't, I mean, I guess this is why they didn't really have much music in the rest of the series because. Yes. <laughs> they Maybe they just spent their here. entire music budget um, on the title song. But I love it. And I love what this song, like, what it says just about, like, the mother-daughter relationship so of it beautiful. all. And it's great. And then for my number one, I will place I Don't Want to Be by mm-hmm. Gavin DeGraw, the One Tree Hill theme song, into the top spot. And here's why. Okay. okay. Tell me. I mean, I could, yeah. Yeah, you probably know. But it's, okay, it was impossible to pick, really. But growing up, uh, my favorite movie, kind of still is maybe, (laughs) is A Cinderella Story. And we had very limited number of DVDs that we Mm -hmm. owned. Um, And I I have watched this movie, you know, more times than I can count. I can probably quote the thing start to finish. Shout out to Chad Michael Murray. Um, My childhood crush. The, in the trailers, they play uh, the trailer for the Harry Potter. Yeah, the mm. previews. Uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I've seen that trailer probably 800 times. <laughs> and then they also play a promo for One Tree Hill because yeah. of Chad. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, the song the song was played over the promo. And I was way too young to be watching One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know what the CW was at that time. I mean, I was like eight. And... Mm. I just love the song. So I, yeah. I associate that song with, Cinderella with story. a Cinderella story, even though, and obviously I still associate yeah, it with yeah. One Tree Hill, but it's funny. Cause like my, mm-hmm. my emotional response, Absolutely. like it's tied to that movie, which is That's like really funny. not in, but I Chad Michael it. Murray isn't. So, okay. So now we're going to take, take a quick detour and Maggie is going to give us a little bit of a music history lesson context for like, Kind of how how and why music became such a big part of some of these shows. So start us off. Yes. So it's going to be a little bit. I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, the OC kind of in general, because I mean, of the shows, I mean, they're all known for their impact on music, but it was kind of around the OC One Tree Hill time <clears throat> where live music started being more heavily incorporated into these shows. You can say it's the same for Dawson's Creek, but it's actually like, if you look at the years it was airing, um, when they had like their live music, it was around the time One Tree Hill and the OC were launching. So I really kind of turned to like this, this era of like 2003, 2004, um, 2005 as being like the advent of live music and music in general playing a big cornerstone of these teen drama television shows. Um, and I just have to give a quick shout out. I mean, if anyone's watched The O.C., you know that music plays a massive role. Same with One Tree Hill. I mean, not just going into the fact that a lot of the characters have music careers and they own a music producing studio at one point mm-hmm. in the show. But they both have live music venues. Trick for One Tree Hill and The Bait Shop for The mm. O.C. Um, and... Just to give a little context, so what was really interesting at the time was right around like in the late 90s, there was Congress passed what was called the 1996 Telecommunications Act, which basically deregulated broadcasting. So before that happened, like most radio stations could only own 
about 40, I want to say no more than like 40 stations. But then after the law was passed, um, oh, and they could also own no more than two in a single market. So after the law was passed, it increased the market cap to eight and removed the national cap altogether. And so they were radio stations were able to acquire significantly more radio stations mm. to like be in their business. And what did this mean? Not talking about like legal speak and radios, you know, just buying up a bunch of other different stations. It just really meant like homogenized playlists. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it was much easier and much more common for these radio stations to be all playing the same music. And at the time, obviously pre-streaming, so much of what was decided and determined to be popular is what was getting played on the radio. So what was getting radio placements? Um, and then other avenues for success were things like MTV, um, but your album sales your CD sales were mm -hmm. all based really on whether or not you were getting radio spots. Um, and these early 2000s TV shows really kind of stepped in and became like a new platform mm -hmm. for indie bands who were not as likely to get placements on these relatively homogenized corporate mm -hmm. radio stations. A chance to have exposure, um, you know, their music to have exposure to a larger and wider audience and also to an audience of people that were their target demographic. Yeah. I mean, think about like, you know, there, a lot of them are like late high school college students. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the music supervisors would go around and listen to what was being played on college, college radio, radio stations. stations. Yeah, exactly. To see what was, you know, popular, what were the college mm -hmm. students listening to? I think, and they even did that on the OC. Like I yeah. think Death Cab for Cutie, which we tie very heavily to Seth Cohen because it's mm -hmm. like his favorite band who also played live on the show was a band that Adam Brody really liked and they they were really cognizant of what are the actors listening to like what mm. are the people our age listening to and how can we build that in and the music supervisor just quick shout out to Alexander Potts of us I was like reading some interviews uh by her and I, I won't go into too much detail um so we can get to more of our favorite music moments but she I mean she's worked on the OC she worked on Gossip Girl Grey's Anatomy Bridgerton like think the biggest mm -hmm. music shows like this woman had a hand on all of them yeah. so just like Queen um so iconic and it was really a lot of her doing to get the indie rock bands that we so associate with the genre to get their start um and i think a big one that we have to kind of look at was there was like a rooney episode in the mm. oc i want to say it was in the oc yeah uh where i think it was their first live performance and it was like something that she had pitched and she had like gotten the band to do and it was so popular like it got an immense amount of ratings and so it became like kind of <clears throat> what kicked off that becoming a big part of the show um and I just hand that it pre bait shop, like before they had it or, you know what? Yes, I think so. They went to a Rooney concert okay. and then it's like what inspired their idea to, to like have create... their own venue. Yes. Which I want to say mm -hmm. launched in season two. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, because of that, I just like kind of a last point is you really have to hand it to these writers, uh, that they were able to like that they dreamt up the idea of having these live show venues mm -hmm. and the opportunities that that presented for music because i think in the first season of the oc the first season of one tree hill there weren't that i mean like there was i think Haley made a music debut at the cough yeah cheryl crow cheryl crow yeah played at 
uh, Karen's I Cafe. Feel like she's not on here, but that's iconic. we put it. We put it later. In okay, yeah, the yeah, One Tree Hill yeah. bit. Um, anyway, so that's a modicum of music history. We could probably do an entire episode just about the history of this uh, and going into some of the choices that were made mm-hmm. from the music supervisors themselves. As you can tell, we're big music <laughs> geeks, but we can save that unless somebody's like dying to know. But we can use that as a uh, launch pad into talking about our favorite music moments. What songs, you know, made the scene so memorable for us? Which ones stand out in our mind when we're thinking about these shows and thinking about what scenes are coming to mind for us. Um, and then also maybe we, what we've also included here, um, is our songs that we probably discovered through these shows that we now love. And maybe it's like, it's not necessarily the scene that it's tied to, but we heard the song in the background and we immediately shazammed it or like looked it up online. And now it's like a staple of something that we love. Mm -hmm. So we included those as well. Okay, so the first two shows um, actually don't really have that many music moments, so we just have a couple for each, uh, Dawson's and Gilmore Girls. Uh, so Dawson's, two that we have down. So we've already talked about Daydream Believer um, yeah. in 319. So that was like Dawson and Joey's uh, song, so Daydream Believer by the Monkees, and then they do a cover of it later in the episode for uh, when... Pacey and Joey kiss, which is kind of yeah. nice because it's like her new, right? Her new version of her new love story. Yeah. Um, but it is such a sweet moment when they're playing. Like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm a diehard Pacey and Joey fan until the day I die. But it is like, it is a cute scene with her and Dawson. Right. Of like seeing them all cute and like singing karaoke. Mm-hmm. Like it's a sweet, it's endearing. Yeah. Like singing karaoke mm-hmm. to the song. And it, yeah, but I like the way that they carry it through the episode. Exactly. Um, and then another one that I really like so i love the song this year's love by david gray such a good song yeah and so in 401 like after like it's the ending scene after pacey and joey have come back from their like summer on the boat um they're having like a heart to heart uh and they end up like sleeping over on the boat again and reading reading the story while they're the both little in mermaid oh, okay <laughs> it's so and they're cute. in like their hammock beds together and that song plays and i just think it's like such like a lovely romantic song and it's an adorable scene it makes me melt every time when they're sitting on the boat and she goes can we do that thing that i like and he's like the thing oh and yeah she's like, you're that like, thing and it's... you like kind of like you know it's not sexual but it kind of like right. it's a, like an innuendo and then, oh, it's so cute. I want to die. Just like and they're reading like the in Little the Mermaid. Hammocks and they're holding hands and they're reading The Little Mermaid. And then he like passes. She's like reading. I can't remember who's reading first. And then they like pass it down and the other person reads. And then like she falls asleep. Oh my gosh. It's so cute. Oh my God. I love it. And that song's playing in the background. That's it's perfect. Okay. So in Gilmore Girls, you talk about this because I know you love that scene. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Just taking a sip of water. Um, Okay, well, I I feel like Gilmore Girls doesn't have a ton of iconic music moments that aren't the la 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 la. Um, shout out to that one creator who went viral for yeah, ranking all the la la las in, in Gilmore mm-hmm. Girls. That was such a brilliant idea. I'm kind of mad I didn't have it myself. <laughs> um, but and the name one them. exactly. So the one that I mean, you have to you have to talk about is there she goes from the pilot there by the the la's goes. the la's yeah the la's not the is laws that's <laughs> the la's right <laughs> yeah but it's like there she goes there, there she goes, goes. actually i think it might be the laws the laws 
Because I'm looking and it's stylized capital L lowercase a. Hey. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, it's a great song. It's funny. I love that song too because it was on the, I believe the Parent Trap soundtrack, which I yes. listened to relentlessly on car trips growing up <laughs> with my sisters. So that song is a core memory for sure. I mean, do you think it was a foreshadowing that it's by the laws and then all oh, the other songs in the like shows are la la la's. La's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. la la maybe la, they la, do la, the laws yeah maybe who does the laws who does the laws okay. diehard gilmore girls fans who we know are out there we want to if you know who sings the laws let us know <laughs> and then also if you want to submit your ranking of the troubadour songs the <laughs> yes. town troubadour <laughs> please do we're so. all ears uh, yeah okay <clears throat> moving on to the oc um okay well we would be remiss if we didn't kick off the oc segment <laughs> with what was probably the most iconic song from the oc and that is hide and seek by imogen, imogen heap i mean the chokehold this song had on dance teams everywhere <laughs> <laughs> in the early 2000s like Absolutely incredible. Also, I mean, Imogen Heap was really... It's really good, like, lyrical modern dance song. They yeah. they they did a couple of her songs mm-hmm. throughout um, the OC, and she kind of gained popularity through the OC. Um, and one that I love that's not in this one is Say Goodnight and Go. And I'm kind of forgetting the scene that it's in because I didn't actually include it on this list, but it's just such a great Imogen Heap song. But going back <laughs> to the matter at hand, which is hide and seek, I mean, if you've seen the OC, then you know that this is the song that plays... Um, when in the season two finale, when Ryan and Trey get into a fight after Ryan finds out that Trey sexually assaulted Marissa and Trey gets the upper hand and is choking out Ryan and Marissa desperate for figuring out what to do, grabs the gun and shoots Trey. And then the birth of an SNL skit was born, which we have now posted on our social media (laughs) channels, um, and talked about in our, in our episodes episode about the OC, but it's like, you know, the gunshot goes off and it's like, boom, mm, what you say? (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, well, and I love the fact that, uh, the, that song is covered in Jason Derulo's what to say? Yeah, which is a, not covered, sampled. Sorry, sampled. Um, and that plays an iconic role in Gossip Girl. Same which we'll music talk about coordinator. A little later, at least. Same music. I think she were, maybe worked on that episode. Well, same creator. Same creator, Josh Schwartz. Right. So I'm like, were they? I think they were. I like to think that was purposeful. Two of the most iconic it music moments be, right? of those shows. Like, yeah, they got some real miles out of that song they really did and i think like it's also worth noting that when marissa when marissa dies they play an imogen heap song they play i think a cover of hallelujah as he's like carrying which is also on our list yeah Mm -hmm. and it kind of brings everything full Full circle. circle um with the music choices that they made. And speaking of full circle, another moment that's mirrored when Ryan's carrying Marissa. (coughs) Sorry, you guys. When he's carrying Marissa is uh, the episode, the Tijuana episode in uh, season one, episode seven, uh, when she passes out in the alleyway and then he carries her out and Into Dust by Mazzy Starr is playing. Such an incredible song. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've said this already, we are going to be making a playlist of every single song that we talk about in this episode. So don't worry. You will have one place where mm-hmm. you can find all of them. Unless they're not on Spotify. 
<laughs> okay. So, oh my gosh. Fix You, season two finale. Fix You by Coldplay is in the season two finale where Caleb drowns or dies. He doesn't drown. Well, he does, kind of. I mean, he dies in the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, And I was telling my... my Wait, is it the same episode as the Imogen Heap? Season two finale? That's the episode before. Okay, you know what? It's the episode before. Okay. Penultimate. It's the episode before. Penultimate. Penultimate. Gotcha. Sorry. I didn't mean to sped, spread mistruths. It's like when <laughs> Seth goes to summer at prom and it's like happening at the same time. <clears throat> I love uh, my partner like has watched none of these shows and I love wowing him with like teen drama related trivia that like <laughs> pertains to his life that okay. he doesn't realize. And he was and is a good big Coldplay fan, okay. was a huge mm, Coldplay mm. fan. And I was like, you know the song Fix You? He's like, yeah, I love that song. I was like, that debuted in the OC. Like as if it's like street. <laughs> like he's like, that's his favorite SNL skit is like the OC one. And I'm like, all these things that you didn't know. Like what an iconic song. And it's just crazy to think like this huge, huge world renowned band was debuting a song yeah. on this TV show um and helped it rise like, to that was popularity like peak Coldplay too era. yeah yeah really was like OG mm-hmm. um another one that we have to mention is Champagne Supernova by Oasis yeah. which plays during the kiss scene in the rain episode season two uh, episode 14 uh rainy day women where you know this classic uh Spider-Man kiss with mm-hmm. Seth and Summer where yeah yeah we talked a bit him. in our episodes episode yeah. about it great song playing. great song um, and then a, under the radar one oh, that um, one. we like clocked when we were uh, looking through, like trying to pick our favorite episodes. But in the 120, what is it? The telenovela? That's what it's called. Yes. So the scene at the kissing booth where like Summer finally declares she's in love with Seth. Uh, there's a song called Something Pretty by Patrick Park. Oh. And it was so funny because we were watching. I was like, I know this song. I know every word. And I remembered. And Maggie's like, this is a great song. Such a good song. And I remembered that I had a friend put this on a mixtape for me. No Not mixtape. Sorry, sorry. Burn CD. I'm a little young for mixtapes. But a burn CD um, in high school. And I listened to it in my car. And this was a song that like, I, it was like always a little too short than I wanted it to be. And I always would like replay it like I always replayed it it's and I so loved good. it it's so beautiful if it's you so haven't good. heard it definitely listen to it immediately we'll be linking uh, the playlist this. will be linked in or the show description so don't worry right now if you'd like <laughs> yeah pause the episode go listen it's such a it's good really song. great um okay so we I think I already mentioned but like there are so many great songs in the OC those are just a few just a couple the same is going to be the case for One Tree Hill um, we could talk about I mean, I feel like bad. We like mm-hmm. left off probably a hundred music moments that so are we're talking about, but we also have more shows. So mm-hmm. moving on to One Tree Hill. Okay. So One Tree Hill uh, in there, it's not the finale. It's 222, but I think that ep- that season had 23 episodes. It's like the penultimate episode again. Jimmy World performs oh. and then... Uh, Here You Me plays in the coda. So One Tree Hill very much, they had this like, some of the other shows might have done it too, but One Tree Hill was really into their codas. So they often like capped off like the end of the episode, like a full song would play and it would like be overlaid over like scenes with many different um, characters. Anyway, Hear You Me was 
the Coda song and you already love this was also in Cinderella story right? also in Cinderella story for everyone that's seen a Cinderella story and wants a quick reminder it's like the the it's song such a great where cinematic song oh yeah it's amazing it's like the, the they're playing the last bit of the football game and then he races off the field mm. it's not your dream it's not my dream dad it's your dream and then he goes up and then the rain starts to fall and he's like <laughs> you know and they kiss and it's beautiful and romantic and this song is playing it's a great it's song amazing um okay so a really sad music moment was uh 718 when Haley's mom died and her sisters were there so Quinn at that point her sister Quinn was like a series regular and they had brought her sister Taylor back um who I had loved. She'd been like in the second season. Anyway, it's like a very emotional episode. Such a chaos agent. If we didn't give her enough credit in our characters episode, I know. we talked about chaos agents. Just quick Incredible shout out to Taylor. Incredible chaos agent. But then like has this really like emotional little arc when she comes back so when the mom is dying. Anyway, like basically like as the mom, like I think they're like lying in bed with her and like, I don't know if like we see her die or like, you know, she's like mm. dying soon. Anyway, Landslide plays by Fleetwood Mac and I don't I don't cry like that often at shows and movies. I mean, I remember bawling at this. And then oh gosh, I forget the name. I'll have to look it up. But the like next scene, there's like this really sad Cheryl Crow song playing oh too. Gosh. And it just like uh, Yeah, it was I, I had heard the song Landslide before, but I don't think I like knew it at that point as well as I know it now. Yeah. And it just it hit me. Yeah. Oh, it's so, I mean, like, you put Fleetwood Mac anywhere in anything, mm-hmm. and it's going to be perfect, you know? Um, the next one that we have to shout out is from... Uh, oh, sorry, real quick. Oh, yeah. The Cheryl Crow song is I Shall Believe. I just looked it up. Also great. And those Quickly two songs together. To list. Okay, we'll put on the... So we can add it to our playlist. Um, the next one that we have to shout out is Missing You by Tyler Hilton. I am such a fan of his music after watching One Tree Hill. The songs that they had placed in the episodes especially are just Mm -hmm. so good. We talked about this a bit on our also episodes episode. So go back and listen to that part. That's awesome. Okay. I think probably honestly the next one might be one of the number one iconic music scenes. Like if you ask a One Tree Hill fan like music moments, I feel like this is the one they'll say. And that's Jose Gonzalez's Heartbeats which plays um, in 409, like after they win the state championship and the confetti is falling and uh, Peyton and Lucas are like finally getting together. And it's like everything kind of just like it's like slow-mo. And it's such an interesting choice for like this celebratory moment. But it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, And now I feel like that song is like everywhere, but it really wasn't when that first aired. Like I think they definitely like broke that, that song for sure. Again, because we or I watched a lot of these shows later, I was familiar with artists mm-hmm. or the songs from different avenues. I think the first time I ever heard Jose Gonzalez was actually in that movie, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh, okay. they play mm-hmm. a song. I want to say it's Stay Alive. Um, and I remember being like obsessed with the song. Like I was like, mm-hmm. the song is amazing. My Even my parents were like, the song's incredible. So when I was watching One Tree Hill and I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is such I mean, yeah. I just love his voice, his style of music such a perfect call like it was such a great song and I mm-hmm. felt like I appreciated it more just like knowing the artist yeah. but it's like funny to like sometimes look back at like the artist was like big then it's like right, you just came right. through it from another way um speaking of Tyler Hilton and my love for Tyler Hilton um just in case anyone's 
aware. Taylor Hilton is Chris Keller. Yes. They are the same. Well, I mean, that's the actor mm-hmm. that plays him. Um, and so they feature his music in the show. And that's You'll, you'll Ask For Me, which they play at the Honey Grove yeah. prom episode. I love how much you love this song. I, I love this song. I also love this song, but like it, no one... I, Honestly, it's like not as big as I think it should be. Like it was on the one tree. It was like on one of one tree Hill soundtracks. So I like first heard it there and then I heard it in the episode and um, it's a, just, it's a great song. It made it on my Spotify playlist this year. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wish songs. like, I honestly wish it had like gotten bigger and more people knew about it. So definitely listen to that. Um, okay. Just a couple more. So end of Season four, so season four finale, 421, when they're all at the river court, there's this, I never know how to pronounce his name, Ray LaMontagna, is that how it's pronounced? I like know this artist, I know so many of his songs, but uh, his song Within You plays, and I think like when that episode aired, like we really thought it might have been the series finale, and it was like a beautiful music moment with everyone. Um, Again, like says some like, just like beautiful stuff about coming of age and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This one's crazy. A song that's incredible that they got on their show. I mean, it was like literally must have been right before she really, really got big. Uh, 5.15, season five, Dakota is Hometown Glory by Adele. Yeah. Amazing. Insane. Insane. It's like Adele it was off her first album. Like one of like great song. Um, okay. And then one I actually just added recently. So... Always love, not a surf. I love this song. It plays um, in the coda of 303. It's like shortly after Haley's come back from on tour. And she's like, I remember her part in the coda. Mm. Like she's like making it her like goal for the year. I think she's writing her goals for the year. And she's like making her goal to get Nathan back. Um, Yeah. And it's just like, it's a beautiful song. I never told you this, Maggie. There was there was definitely a moment in my life where like I wanted that as a tattoo. And really? then I decided that I don't want script tattoos because they don't really age well. Um, also, wow. it's a little cheesy, but I do love the song. It's a beautiful song. Listen to it. Okay. And then like we have to shout out the Sheryl Crow, Gavin DeGraw live performances. All of the live performances. All the live performances. But, like, <gasps> what gets? What? What did we forget? Halo. Oh my gosh. How did we forget Halo? Sorry. I was. <laughs> okay. So if anyone is a huge One Tree Hill fan, um, this is not on Spotify. I have searched. I have looked it over. It's a cover. It's not the, the right one. So you will find this only on YouTube. Um, this is the the song that Haley sings mm-hmm. uh, after she gets back from tour, but she's like performing it at Trick. Um, this song goes so hard. I love yeah. this song. We can't really find it on Spotify, though, yeah, which is a bummer. it's not there. I wish we could in- include it in the playlist, but yeah, maybe we can. it's not. I'll, I'll, I posted find it online, right? On YouTube? I posted a video of this like a while back. Oh, I remember. Yes. When we first mm-hmm. started our social media for the podcast. Um, I'll try to, I'll resurface it yeah. in okay. case anyone wants to see it. Perfect. Or wants a reminder. Okay. No. So that was a long one. Moving yeah. on. I mean, how could it not be? <laughs> so moving on to Veronica Mars. I actually think that Veronica Mars doesn't get enough credit for its music. Mm. I, as I was like looking through and like making the list for this, like, I realize there's so many music moments that I really, really love in Veronica Mars. So in no particular order, I'm looking right now. Apparently a lot of them come in season two. I guess that's where they were hitting their strides. Although I think there were, there were definitely great music moments in season one as well. Uh, But 
First one is 201. So series two premiere. When Veronica is like on Weevil's motorcycle because the bus like left her at the gas station and gives her a ride and they're like driving on the PCH and they get up to see where the bus went over uh, over the cliff. Mm-hmm. And this beautiful song called Ashes by Embrace. I have no idea any other songs Embrace has ever made, but it's a beautiful <laughs> song that I also think might have been on a burn CD of mine um, plays. And it's so kind of eerie and haunting. And yeah, I I love it, but it's also kind of sad. Mm. I mean, it's a very sad moment. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's more of one that you're familiar mm-hmm. with. So, okay. When Duncan leaves in um, 211, Donut Run. So, like, once he gets picked up in Mexico, I kind of forget the whole plot line. Basically, he, he gets to Mexico and, like, uh, Vinny Van Lowe, like, picks him up. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, and I he's holding that. his, right? He's holding his daughter, uh, Lily, and uh, Adelaide uh, by the old 97s plays. And I think it is is kind of about like a father-daughter relationship, although I'm not, I, I don't know if it actually is, but the lyrics work for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like holding like his daughter and looking down at her and also a beautiful song. Also might've considered naming my daughter Adelaide. It's a beautiful name. It is a beautiful name. It's right? such a, yeah, I love it. Um, okay. Next. Sorry. I'm just talking about all of them, but feel honestly, free to jump in. I feel like you, you know should, the next few. You people. should take Veronica Mars. Honestly. Okay. So, um, <laughs> it's your show. Okay. two seventeen, the Sadie Hawkins dance where, uh, Veronica like asked Logan to dance. Cause she's afraid that he's about to like yell at Gia. Uh, Oh, a great scene. A great scene that I think we posted. We did post right? it on our Instagram. Um, yeah. Sway by the Parishers place. And it's like, the lyrics are like, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to make you sweat. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to make you sweat. <laughs> anyway, and they're like trying to avoid eye contact with each other until they like finally give in. And oh. what I also love about this moment is that like the song is supposed to be playing like in the scene. And then it's also like playing over. And it just, I love the kind of like meta-ness uh, of that. Yeah. And same with the next one. I think that's also the case. Yeah, it is also the case in the next one. I love that. You love this one. I, I love this song so much. And the I, scene. But I do love... Oh, you love I the... love it like when a song that's... The background song is like also meta in the yeah. show. Like they're listening. The characters are mm-hmm. listening to it. Um, I also like it when like they do that. I don't think they do that so much here. But like a character is like listen like the song's playing and it's like the character has their headphones in and they like take it out and then you can hear it like tinny because mm-hmm. it's like that was actually the song they were listening to in their headphones right i like that too so uh 220 during the epic speech <sighs> you all know this speech. the most iconic scene if you don't Ronic know Mars. the speech immediately go watch veronica mars uh a song called hear the bells by mike doty uh plays and this is just this is the scene where uh, Logan tells Veronica that they're epic. And it is probably like the single most iconic scene, at least of their relationship. It's it's great. And she like makes a comment like, I love this song. I remember in the scene. <laughs> I know. It's like, ah, now I love this song too, because Veronica loves this song. That's how it works. That's how it works. Um, in the season three finale, we've got It Never Rains <sighs> in Southern California. By Albert Hammond. This is 
I sorry, I need to talk about this again too. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So this was so sad because this was this was the series finale until it was brought back from the dead. Yeah, many years later. So in the in the season three finale, which we thought was the series finale, um, and like was the series finale for a while. Veronica like messes up during the episode. She does something that basically causes her her dad to lose the sheriff election like for the second time. And but she like go but the so the final scene is her going in to like vote for her dad even though like we kind of know he's going to lose. Um and she goes and votes for him and then she comes out of the voting booth and she's like it's raining and as per the song, it never rains in Southern California. And she's just like kind of walking down the street and this song is playing. And honestly, it just felt like everyone was crying. It just felt like tears. And it's me. like not really a super sad song either, right? Like No, it's but not, it, they make it But they sad. make it sad. Power it's of a music so, moment. yeah. And it's, you're just like, but it is raining in Southern California and it's raining because we're crying because the show is over and nothing oh is resolved. Everything is bad. That, I know. Can you believe it? Everything was bad. Everything. Was, ugh, I'll never forget. This is like a note to showrunners everywhere. Like you should always be prepared with your final episode to like leave something's good. Yeah. Because what if it is the last? Right. Like don't leave everything in ruins. Anyway. <sighs> Okay, and then lastly... We did get a movie in another season, so... Yeah, so cheating just a tiny bit, there are two really awesome songs in the movie. So first one, actually, I think for... I don't know the order. So when Logan is driving Veronica back, like I think it's like the first time they spend together, and he's like driving her back. Um, I think it's over the Coronado Bridge. And like, in his convertible, and they're, they're just kind of both swaying with the breeze and Chicago by Subjun Stevens plays, oh. which is was already like an iconic amazing song amazing um and it's just it's beautiful that moment and then a song I hadn't heard before uh called prosthetic love by Taf- typhoon plays and that's the scene when they get back together in the movie. yeah yeah um finally and it's a gorgeous song such a good yeah. song which is like the motto for mm-hmm. this entire episode such a good song such, such a good, good song, song. Okay. Hopefully you guys know a lot of these. <laughs> and if not, I mean, honestly, like, I am I know a lot of the Veronica Mars ones are, like, not super famous songs, but honestly, they're all, all bangers, all bops, so please go listen to them. All bops. Okay, moving on to Friday Night Lights. I feel like I have to allow you to speak on this one for a little you, bit. You talk about, I feel like you talk about the first one. And okay, I'll, I'll, amazing. I so, I mean, I think when it comes down to fr- Friday Night Lights, there's, like, one song... That's kind of maybe you could label as the most iconic music moment. And that's Devil Town by Tony Luca. They actually play this song twice. It's in the season one finale. And then they also play it later as a callback. In the we final. think it's like in the second to last episode in season five, like the penultimate. Yeah. Yeah. It's like somewhere like late in the last in the last season. Um, and it's. Oh, my gosh. It's just like it was such a creative choice. Mm hmm. So they've won the national champion, sorry, state championship. Mm -hmm. And they're having the parade parade through the small town to celebrate. And it's like this stripped down kind of eerie song. And the lyrics are, all my friends are vampires in a 
devil town. And I remember reading somewhere and I loved this comparison that like they, they drew, they drew the comparison between like the slightly parasitic edge of the town's hero worship of these boys, which I just think is so creative and so good. They are vampires, right? They are like, yeah, their entire lifeblood is the success of these children. Mm -hmm. Really these teenagers. And that's what keeps the entire town's spirit economy, everything going. And they basically, yeah, like they suck them dry. They suck them dry a little bit. And I love that all my friends are vampires in a devil town. Devil Town being Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. The reprise of it comes. Um, I forget the exact episode, but it's the moment when at the end of season five, when they decide to like get rid of East Dylan's football team and like combine them again. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they reprise it. Cause it, it's just also is like such a, another shady move by this devil town. Literally. Um, I mean, there's some good things about Dylan, but yeah, I, it's so great. And it's like, you know, any other show, right? Like you won the state championship. There'd be like, right. It'd be like a victorious thing. And yeah. it's like, it's not like fully tragic, but no. it's definitely like, it reminds you like, Hey, like even you as a viewer, right. You've gotten really in- invested, right. You just went through this like emotional, um, really emotional experience with them winning. And you're like all bought in at that point. And then you're like, wait a second. What are we doing here? Yeah. So this is, this is a little much. Um, and it's also just like, so indicative. Remember like, their kids. Like Friday Night Lights is a pared down show. Yeah. If you're going to describe it. Like it's like very, I wouldn't say like low budget production value, but like the budget is like meant to that, have like that almost like yeah, documentary. Yeah, it almost like looks, tries to be that. Yeah. Exactly. And so to be able to play like this song that is almost self-referential in a way, mm-hmm. um, in this, it's like more about the town mm-hmm. rather than about like, the characters themselves right. and having it be like it's not acapella but it's like almost like yeah. it's very anyway it's a fantastic song um and just such a great such a great placement and obviously it makes all of the like iconic <clears throat> music moments yeah lists yeah okay so another music moment that i remembered like the first time i watched it feeling moved by it and then i just rewatched friday night lights i think it was last year and like i had to pop like i remember I was equally as moved the second time watching it. Um, so in season four, 401, so East Dillon's first game where they are like literally getting destroyed. Like the, the boys are like beat up, like it's halftime and the boys are like literally beat up. They like show the locker room. Um, and like they're, they are not okay. Like these children, again, children are not okay. And, um, coach Taylor has to make the like really, really hard decision, but he does, and you know, it's super hard for him, but it's like in his mind, it's the only decision to forfeit the game. Um, and like from a viewer's point of view, like that was the right decision. And this beautiful cover of come now font of every blessing by Subjan Stevens again, coming in hot um, Subjan Stevens <laughs> yeah, plays. And it is just like, I, it just like you feel all of the feels and it's like this really super sad. And then, well, what makes it really sad is that in like the next episode, Coach Taylor gets like all this flack for having from like all different angles too, even from like characters you wouldn't have necessarily expected, including I think the players uh, gets all this flack for like having forfeit the game. But like if you saw what he saw, like no, like that was, yeah, yeah it was 
anyway it was again great. going back to the vampire town vibes mm-hmm. exactly very much echoed that to me yeah um 407 so this is like right after matt leaves and julie is doing this like quiz bowl trivia thing anyway she's not okay she's not doing okay and she gets up on stage and um she she is like answer i I kind of forget the order like i think a scene prior she like put in a mixtape to her that matt made her sorry again burn cd into her car and this song called fire by augustana starts playing and then it like overlays the following scene where she's like trying to like answer questions in this like trivia bowl and she just starts bawling she just like loses it on stage and this had already been one of my favorite songs i really love augustana and this Mm -hmm. song it's super short but it's beautiful and they like hold this really impossibly like long note in the middle of it towards the end of it actually um, and they played a full song, I think, in in uh, in the show, and it's just like it's another. I don't know. I love I love sad music moments. I'm I'm realizing. Yeah. I'm sorry. We Same. have some happy ones, but I love something that makes me feel that makes me cry or almost cry, and that is another one of those scenes. Okay, you talk about the last one. You, you got it. Yeah. Um. So there's a music moment that I actually like have this one's unique i haven't heard it and that's why i'm sad so in the initial i thought you had heard it the first time around or no do you think i'm trying to remember i remember like looking up like okay let's general consensus like what has also been noted as good music moments like not that we're gonna Mm -hmm. take them necessarily but just trying to think and there was a, a mention of a song i really like which is by the national um and they like it plays where um Which where she's in chicago it? um you know what i didn't even I'll put this in our notes um <laughs> and she is in chicago seeing matt and they share like a last hug it's kind of like a goodbye before she heads back to texas and it's like very tragic and it's like they're on the cusp of adulthood but it's also like she has to go she has to go back to school and it's not on streaming like, I don't know if they didn't get the rights to it, but I checked everywhere and it looks like they changed. Oh, it's called Start a War. Start a War. Um, I just love anything by The National. And I was just like sad because I was like, that's a they music moment it. that technically I'm sad I didn't get to hear mm-hmm. because I love The National yeah. as a music placement. My One of my all time <laughs> favorite music moments ever. This? Let's yeah. just do it. Okay. Is not from a teen drama. So wait, can I give the little background? Yeah, you okay, give so the background. I love this movie called Warrior, which you may or may not have seen. So it is a MMA wrestling movie about two brothers. Uh, Joel Egerton plays, is that his name? Yeah, the yeah. older brother. And then Tom Hardy, my celeb crush, uh, plays the younger brother. And they're like estranged. They end up like playing, both playing in this tournament. Of course, like they both get to like the finale of this tournament. Anyway, the end... Uh, where the one of the brothers loses, I won't tell you who. Um, and like, rather than like, you know, one being victorious, they like kind of come together and reconcile at the end. And um, this song, it's about today, about today by the national. And the national starts playing. Anyway, I was watching this movie, uh, in our old apartment, and like Maggie starts sitting down, like 
I don't know. Like, I'm like more half than halfway. Watching. I'm not like yeah, fully she's like half Sophie. watching it. And all of a sudden this like scene occurs at the end. It's a boxing scene. Like, it's like a boxing scene. They're fighting yeah, yeah, each yeah. other. These two brothers are fighting each other in a boxing ring. And about today by the national start, which is a very slow, like it's, it's a chill acoustic, like almost, it, it might not be acoustic, but yeah. it's like a sad, slow, beautiful song. And it's playing during a boxing scene. Like you would never think mm-hmm. that they would pair those two together. And then ends with like the brothers, like, kind of carrying each other like out of the ring and like oh. reconciling and all of a sudden like i turned to maggie and she's like bawling bawling she didn't even bawling. know the whole context of the movie and that's how powerful it was that is what a true music moment can do it, it can make you feel all of the things even if you don't have all of the information exactly like i had not emotionally invested in these characters because as much as megan because i had i was only kind of yeah. coming in and out and i was sobbing watching the scene like it was perfect and it actually is one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. like ever it's like my top 10 favorite songs so I just I'm like ever since then I'm like the national in any music mm-hmm. moment is just like always supreme always okay all right moving on to gossip girl gossip girl okay so the first one listed is one of mine so the season one finale of gossip girl uh at is it Barton and Lily's wedding yeah. Yes. It's Barton Lily's wedding. And um, there's like a scene with like Chuck and Blair dancing and Dan and Serena dance. And first of all, like the outfits are amazing. Like I will always remember uh, Blair and Serena's dresses the in those scenes. Dress, the pink the dress and then the yellow dress. Um, and the ice is getting thinner by Death Cab is playing. And it is great. Yeah. It's just a great moment. Yeah. We think um, of Death Cab as being a completely OC show, but, but or OC band, but Josh I mean, Schwartz. Josh Ward's. Yeah. Um, on that note okay we I already kind of talked but you, it's the most iconic music moment of gossip girl in my opinion and that's what to say by jason derulo the thanksgiving episode <laughs> 311 treasure of serena madre that crazy scene where they're all sitting down at the, where we've already talked about it but yeah and everyone gets up and leaves and it's drama um and I'm so curious. We will definitely be doing this poll. <clears throat> if you could pick a music moment, hide and seek, mm. OG, what you say, versus Gossip Girl, what you say by Jason Derulo. Very different music moments. Couldn't <laughs> be more different, honestly. Polar opposites. Which would you pick? Okay. The next one is one that we both hold dear to our mm. hearts. And that's Signs by Block Party. And this is such a beautiful scene it's um Dero- is it dorota getting no i think it's um uh it's blair's mom it's right Bla- oh blair's mom and cyrus yeah, yeah, yeah. are mm-hmm. like getting married or like yeah i think they're getting married and well chuck's father has just passed away bart has died fake died but he's um <laughs> naturally like very distraught he's been drunk he like missed the funeral um and he shows up at Blair's apartment, you know, kind of in a, in a show of intimacy. And they, they aren't together at this point. And she goes upstairs and, like, sees that he's just, like, so unwell. And she, like, just holds him as he just, like, is – he's not even crying. He's just kind of, like, completely wrecked. Mm-hmm. And she just grabs him and holds him. And this song is playing. And it, like, plays over the celebratory scene. It plays in this very emotional moment. It works in both of them perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. It's a great one. Another one that kills me is the raw. It's I call it the Robin episode because <laughs> Robin like makes an appearance. I want to say, and um, like 
Blair has like an embarrassing video of like her singing a Robin song at a concert or something. Um, and it's like the one where it's dancing on my own. And it's like, <laughs> it's like that scene where she and like Chuck are like facing off. And then, <laughs> oh, like, yes. <laughs> And, and then he's like, scene. I hate you. And then she's like, I hate you more. Whatever it is. It's so funny. And then he like grabs her face. And then it's like, da 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 And like flashes back in oh between God. their faces. And then they start like making out. And then he hoists her on the piano. And it's so dramatic. But it, it kills me. I just think it's so funny. So I mm-hmm. had to include it. Um. Okay. So another one. I think we also talked about this scene already in our episodes episode. Um. But... 402 when Chuck and Blair reunite at the Paris train station. There's a great um, song by Sia playing I'm in here, which really just pulls the scene all together. Fantastic scene that we've already mentioned. Mm -hmm. And then a final one. So I will always remember um, Gossip Girl is where I heard Lana Del Rey for the first time. It was like very, very close to when she like blew up. I think somewhat I don't think she blew up because of Gossip Girl. I think she was already like on her way there, but they did get this. They had video games in episode 506. Um, and I remember it's a scene with Chuck and Blair. I forget exactly what's happening, but I do remember Blair was wearing this like great orange dress. Mm. And I remember hearing this just being like, I love this song and looking up and just going down the, the Lana Del Rey rabbit hole for the first time. Hmm. It's great. What an amazing rabbit hole to go down. Yeah. Okay. Our Last final least, show. <laughs> the Vampire Diaries. Okay, so we have to start off with... Oh, shoot. What's the episode number? Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so we have to start off with one of the most iconic music moments of the entire show. And an episode that we talked about in our last episode, um, which is uh, the song is Give Me Love by... Ed Sheeran yes. and it's the in ballroom scene 314. 314 we talked about it in our at our previous episode lots of details so go back and listen um and I mean can you talk can you think of a better a better moment yeah it's also kind of meta I mean is the song supposed to be playing in that moment is that really the song that they're supposed to be hearing and dancing to yeah okay I yeah. mean I don't know I don't think it's ever the, like we're gonna go with yes yes it's that whole I could watch that scene. I think I did watch that scene like when I first saw it like ten times. Just that scene, like early Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. like right as he's becoming I popular. Think actually, no, I don't think it's like the first time I heard Ed Sheeran, but it definitely was like early, early Ed yeah. Sheeran. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was becoming popular. At least, I mean, I, I, I for me in my you saw him era, on the Taylor Swift. Yeah, I saw so, him yeah, open yeah, for open. Taylor Swift at the Red Tour. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, now he's a global superstar. But mm-hmm. love all of his music. Always have. But oh my gosh, it's just it's one of my favorite episodes of the series, if not my favorite. And the the ballroom dance with Klaus and Caroline, mm-hmm. you just can't get better. The costumes, oh, it's all great. Another one that I absolutely love mm-hmm. is "Be Still" by The Fray. This is the song that plays when they say goodbye to Alaric before he becomes evil Evil. Alaric. So they think he's going to die. And he is like locked himself in the cemetery and they all stand and they like are saying goodbye to him. Mm -hmm. And it's I I laugh a little bit like the cynical me who's seen this show so many times like thinks it's like they're so like blocked. Like the actors are so like. In their positions, like oh yeah, like, it's very you know, it's like a very mm-hmm. like they're all like they're not like standing staged. together. It's very staged. There uh-huh. you go. Like the blocking is very like 
picture perfect. Mm-hmm. Like they're in no way standing how they would be standing if they were just standing in front of the yeah. cemetery. But I mean, like visually, it, it looks it's very great. pretty. Um, and the song almost like to me sounds like a hymnal. Yeah. Like there's totally. something about it that sounds almost like religious mm-hmm. and like something you would hear at a funeral. And Absolutely. I just think it like works so well in that moment. And I remember just sobbing when I watched it for the first time. But, yeah. uh, you know, all art doesn't die. Um, 301. <laughs> Drop in the Ocean by Ron Pope plays toward the end. It's like Is in it- the last scene of three one yeah um and it overplays it's a it's also just a great song its own and it overplays tyler and caroline hooking up for the first time and then also um stefan calling elena but then not saying anything right yeah exactly he like calls her he's off with klaus it's like the season three premiere which you then realize later in season six is like the moment where elena actually fell in love with Damon mm. like when he returns the necklace that mm-hmm. Seven gave her is like actually the moment that she yeah. fell in love with him um and yeah they he Stefan calls her from a parking lot but doesn't say anything and like Caroline and Tyler are very hotly might I add yeah. fooling around and it's so funny because like I was telling Maggie like it it's not like a sexy song but like that scene is sexy it's it's like romantic and it's like romantic drop sexy. in the ocean yeah. a change in the weather i was praying that you and me might end up together, together. okay we haven't done enough singing so we have okay. to indulge yeah, ourselves yeah, yeah. in that um okay. it's just also it's so iconically rom- vampire diaries like i feel very, like you can't yeah. hear that song and like not think mm-hmm. of vampire diaries. so the next one is also very sexy romantic yeah um i mean we can't we can't make a list without the song and that's Never Let Me Go by Florence yeah. the Machine. And that's the song that plays at the motel when Damon and Elena share their first, not first kiss, but their first steamy mm-hmm. up against the ice machine kiss. Florence the Machine is such a good, like she's such a cinematic. Her music is so cinematic. I feel the same way about Lana Del Rey, a few of these others too. But you know, it's like made to be in movies, in television. You know, like, I saw her in Lisbon mm-hmm. um, two summers ago. She loves Lisbon. She plays so many festivals oh there. It's, it's so funny. I love it. Queen of Lisbon. And she played that song and she was like, I haven't sung this song in 10 years. Oh my God. Like, we'll see. Does anyone know it? Oh. Of course, the entire crowd went wild. Everyone knew it. Mm. Um, but I just thought that was kind of special. <clears throat> um, okay. And then these ones are two together. They're two from finales. Um, we love a birdie song. Uh, Skinny Love from the season two finale. It's when they're going to Aunt Jenna's funeral. And then Wings, which is which plays when the prison world collapses and Bonnie and Damon are standing there. And he goes, I bet you there's a million people that you'd rather be here with. And she's like, Cup, or she says that. And then he's like, a couple thousand at most. And then that's an iconic mm. line that gets called back to as their friendship blossoms. Uh, and then, you know, everything kind of goes white. But that song is like playing. And, you know, Elena's like breaking down because she's realizing Damon's going to die and that Bonnie's going to die. But she's more upset about Damon. Um and it's just such a iconic, like crazy song. Like mm-hmm. it's just it works so well in that moment. Um, and I loved Birdie at this time too because I just was really into her skinny love cover. And I just when I was in college, and, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, next, I had to add this one. In. <laughs> so also in the three one episode when Tyler and Caroline get together, uh, right? This is when they first kiss. Yeah. So before you see them like fully hook up. 
uh, they're like arguing. It's her birthday. She's I, drunk I and upset. And they make out. They finally make out. And Starship and Nicki Minaj is like, it's so good. It is. I great. mean, it's it so fun. Great. I mean, all these songs, I would say for the most part, are like relatively like, indie. Yeah, and like oh yes, and like most oh, of them sad. are like sad and dramatic. And it's just like let's throw really Starships fun. in there. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, to liven up your playlist, so you're not just like crying, crying your the commute. entire song. <laughs> oh, sorry, I cried the entire time. Um. Okay, this is one of my favorite scenes in the series, and the song just, like, fits so perfectly in it, and that's the scene where Damon has been trapped in the prison world, and then Stefan is in the cemetery, and he's like, I can't do this without you. Like, I need you here, and it's, like, a very emotional moment, and then he, like, chucks the bourbon bottle at the wall, and then Damon, like, appears and, like, catches it, and, mm. like, the song, it's, the song is called Wait, and it's by M83, is playing, and it's just, like, I was losing it, like sobbing crazy. Like when I first saw it for the first time, it still makes me tear up because mm. it's just like this moment where like Stefan just needs his brother. Yeah. And then right in that moment, like Damon is there, like appears in his back and they're reuni- reuniting is like so emotional and beautiful. And the song is like just swells. It has this like beautiful like crescendo and it's just, uh, it's, it's wonderful. Um, it's so great. Um, next one. So in the pilot, sorry, we're going real out of yeah, order. Yeah, we're all over the place here. <laughs> in the pilot, um, there's a, great, on your there's a cover by Placebo of Running Up That Hill. I mean, uh, which is now skyrocketed uh, to fame right. from Stranger Things. And it's funny. I had heard this song prior. I actually had heard this song before I heard the Kate Bush version. Um, yeah. And it's really, it's cool. Like, it's, it's very, dark. it's very dark. It's very, um, diff- honestly, it probably would have worked well in uh, Stranger Things. Um, yeah. It's it's just like a really different version of Running Up That Hill. And uh, I had forgotten until I think when we were rewatching for our pilots episode, we were rewatching all the pilots and they played that. And I was like, oh, I forgot this is in here. And it's it's pretty great. OK. And then my last one is that and it's by no means like an iconic song, but it's a song that I, I learned from the show. And that's uh, Up in Flames by Coldplay. Uh, which I discovered in, in Vampire Diaries. I think it's in 311. It's like when Caroline and Tyler like break up in the car. And it's just like, I just remember like pausing it being like, this is a great song. And like had to add it because it just, I mean, it's not obscure by any means, but I don't think I had heard it up at that point. Okay. I'm about to put you on the spot here. Wait, no, why? You'll see. If you had to pick your all time oh. favorite mm. music moment, mm. if you had to pick your favorite, or like the one okay. that sticks with you the most. I've kind of reserved right, it can for I have this. A tie? You can have a tie. Mine's from Vampire Diaries, which is why I'm asking. Okay, so and I haven't talked about it yet. Um, I think I have two. So I think my tie is. Oh shoot, that's <laughs> hard, isn't it? I have three. Okay, that's okay, fine. fine. We'll allow it. Okay, they're from all from different shows though. Well, so I think I think landslide from One Tree Hill. Yeah. Uh, Never rains in California from Rodney Kamara's just because of how much that stuck with me, and I had to live with that for so many years <laughs> of being my last memory of Rodney Kamara's. And then um, give me love. Uh I think those three are like it's when I so think music good. moments. Like those are the the three different ones I think that come to mind top of head. Okay. All right. So mine, and I'm just gonna preface this by saying the song is in Icelandic so I don't actually know how to pronounce the <laughs> title of the song properly I want to say it's close to 
Dotologen or something like that. Okay. I I almost sounded right to me. I don't speak Icelandic. Um, Our Icelandic fans, please um, (laughs) send us an audio note. I tried to find the, the, I found a pronunciation and I just, I was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to be able to do it right. Um, Mm. And that's by Sigur Rós and he's an Icelandic artist. And okay, so this song is the song that plays, it's my, I have to, I think I have to say it's my all time favorite music moment from any of these shows. And it's the song that plays in the season three finale of the Vampire Diaries, where Elena and Matt are drowning off the bridge. And Elena, and it flashes back between when she was drowning with her parents Mm -hmm. and the parents, like Stefan comes down to save and the parents are like, no, no, like you have to, you have to save Elena. And then they do. And then the parents die. And then the same thing where she's like drowning and she's like, no, no, you have to save Matt. She's not saying it. She's underwater. But and he saves Matt and then she dies. Ultimately, the catalyst of what turns her into a vampire. It is such an emotional scene, like seeing these two parallels like played against each other, especially because the whole episode is a perfect episode and it it bounces back and forth a lot in time um, between like her past and present and it's a theme that they continue through the entire the entire episode kind of almost foreshadowing the fact that she's about to turn Mm. into a vampire and that her human life is over uh without you as the viewer knowing that and the song is just so incredibly beautiful haunting Mm. ethereal it's great yeah i remember this scene very well from when it aired and it's great i cannot watch this scene without crying mm-hmm. almost to the point where I can't listen to this song without crying mm-hmm. like in a good way like it's almost yeah. cathartic I just it brings back all of those emotions and it's like like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode and throughout it's a perfect example of like a very emotionally impactful scene that is so heightened by the music that they're sharing mm-hmm. it's just it's a stunning song I yeah. love it um and it just like totally has a mark on my heart for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is so fun. Yeah, so that's where we're going to leave you guys. Yeah. Um, also wanted to make a note. We are going to be taking a hiatus. Taking a little holiday break. Mm-hmm. Um, it won't be long. Should be only a week. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll be back in the new year. Um, and we have lots of fun things coming up yeah. for you. Um, and... You know what we've been forgetting to say in these episodes is to mm. rate, review, subscribe, babes. <laughs> rate, review, subscribe. Give us a little follow on Spotify. Yes, rate, review us. Answer our polls and follow us on social media mm. if you haven't already. We're at Shows Over Bros Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And you can write in with lots of questions to mm-hmm. shows over bros pod at gmail.com. You can also send us DMs too, um, because soon we're going to be hosting a fun Q&A kind of episode. So we want to hear from you. So feel free to send us all yes. of your questions. Send us questions. And also... Or things that like... Yeah. Um, you feel like we missed or like could have been in different categories we had or just you don't think we've given like certain characters or relationships or plot lines like enough love. Um, please let us know. We would love to chat about that. If you more. have a wars category that you think that we should talk about, mm-hmm. um, we've already started a little bit of a running list. And we're like, you know what? We did not give that one enough credit. Yeah. So we want to hear what you think 
we should be talking about as well. But anyway, we'll see you as soon as we're back. Yep. In the new year, have a wonderful holiday season and we'll see you soon. Yep. Bye. Bye.